we give our problems more glory than we give our God? How dare we give our problems more glory than we give our God? How dare we give our problems more time than we give our God? I bind the spirit of heaviness now in the name of Jesus. Be free now in the name of Jesus. Be free now in the name of Jesus. Heaviness goes. Liberty comes. Be free, Zion. Be free. Hasoko rebesanda, hasoko rebesanda, rebesaya, hasoko rebesanda, yasa. Come on, press. Come on, press. Some of y'all can't even pray because you're so heavy. Pray, hasaka. Pray, hasaka. Rabosaka ya, hasaka rebesanda, rabosaka ya, hasoko rebesanda. Press in, I shake it. Hasoko rebesan, rebesoko ya, hasoko rebesanda, hasoko.
Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on and press. Come on and press. Come on and press. Come on and press. Come on, intercessors. Intercede. Come on, prayer warriors. Pray. Come on, seekers. Seek. Some of y'all still looking at me. Some of y'all still looking at me. Take your eyes off of me and put them on Jesus. The enemy been beating you up all week. And then you want to bring that weight up in here. The devil is a liar. This is a place of liberty. This is a place of freedom. Whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. That is freedom. There's liberty in this house. Higher call. 
up out of loneliness today. I'm calling you up out of discouragement today. I'm calling you up out of frustration today, says the Spirit of the Lord. I'm calling you up out of poverty today. God said you stayed there too long. And you're trying to receive what I have for you in a place that I told you to no longer be. I hear God saying, this is not the first time I came to you and told you to move. But I hear God saying, this is the last time I'm coming to you concerning this matter. God said, I'm tired of excuses. It's time to do what I told you to do. It's time to be who I called you to be. How long are you going to wonder in the wilderness talking about your promise? But never ever entering into it. Social media has messed a lot of us up. Because social media has some of us thinking because we get likes and loves and comments and shares that we are somebody. God said you are nothing outside of him. Come on. I'm not upset. I'm on an assignment. I hear the Lord saying, He sent me to break cycles today. Now, I'm not going to force you to let me break your cycle. But if you want a cycle broken in your life, I'm here today on an assignment to break the cycle. I hear God saying, some of you under the sound of my voice in this house and online, you are back in the same place. You right back. You right back to the place where you always end up at. You right back in the same place that you always end up at. You're right back in the same place. Why? Because you didn't apply. What I told you to apply. You didn't do what I told you to do. So God said you cannot expect to get what I told you you can have if you don't follow my instructions. Yeah, today I, 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 my word and I'm ministering on the deceiver. Many of us have been deceived. By the enemy. Huh? We've been deceived by the enemy. And then he sits back and he laughs at us. Because for the last six months we've been declaring, Lord, Lord, Jesus, Father, Father, but all along our fruit. Our fruit has been saying something different than our lips. You know, he examines fruit, right? And those who have any type of wisdom and discernment examine fruit also. So why do we end up in the same place? Because we keep listening to the same voices. 
If you don't reroute with your GPS, you're going to end up possibly back into the same place and just going in circles and around and around. And God said, that's what is happening. We're listening to familiar voices instead of his voice. Because his voice, it challenges us. His voice, it corrects us. But familiar voices tell us what it is we want to hear. What's pleasing to our flesh. Huh? That's the deceiver. That's the deceiver. That's the deceiver. That's the, I came today to break the cycle of being deceived. The enemy has been deceiving some of us for as long as we could remember that we take ten steps forward. Then here comes a familiar voice. And undoes everything that we've done in those last 10 steps. And then we end up back at the place that we started. And then we want to blame God. We want to blame our leader. We want to blame our prayer partner. We want to blame all of these people. When really at the end of the day, it's us. I came today for some real people. I'm not here for the pretenders. I'm here for the people that know you need a touch. I'm here for the ones that know you keep falling for the same trick over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's who I'm here for. I'm not here for the pretenders that pretend, oh, everything's perfect. I got it all together. No, 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 no. I'm not here for you. Maybe not next week, but not this week. I'm for the one for the ready, 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 ready that's been crying out to God. God, I need a change. I need a touch. I need to see something different. I'm tired of getting caught up in this cycle. I'm tired of coming back to this place. I'm tired of repeating this and getting the same results. I'm progressing and then something happens and I'm right back in the place again where I got to start all over again. By now, there should be something on the inside of you that's tired. He's able, he's able, and he's willing to do what it is that he said he would do. Now let me talk to you all real quick. We got just a few minutes. I'm just going to touch this message. I'm not going to go all the way in. I'll continue this at the next time of my ministry. But I want to talk to you all today about the deceiver. Because he's running rampant. He's running rampant. And he's having his way because many of us are allowing him to. I'm a firm believer in it's happening because we're allowing it to. If you can sit down and you can identify it, then you know that it exists. The question is, what are you going to do about it? The greatest trick that the enemy ever pulled on any of us is to convince us that he does not exist. To paint all these pictures of him with a pig fork and, and all of these different things with horns and, and, and tails and all of this stuff. When in actuality, Lucifer was one of the three angels created by God. 
Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. He was actually the angel of worship. So why is it that worship is fought so much? Why is it that when worship is going forth, people don't want to worship? Sometimes they don't, don't, they don't want to lift their hands. They don't want to open their mouth. They just they don't, want to, they don't want to participate. Because the enemy does what he can to get us bound so we cannot worship. So we don't have a desire to worship. Because that's something that he can no longer do. So he's jealous. He was full of wisdom and he was perfect in his beauty. But the thing about it is he got into himself. And what he wanted was he wanted to be worshipped like God. Sorry. He wanted to be worshipped like God. Let me tell you something. You can never exalt yourself above God. And so what happened is God kicked him out. But he didn't leave by himself. See, he took some angels, which we now refer to as demons, with him. And they are on an assignment along with him. And because we're made in the image of God, we're created in the image of God, Satan hates everything about us. He hates everything about you. Because you're created in the image of who he used to be. That he no longer is. And so he's on an assignment. To frustrate you out of the place that God has called you to be. And the thing about him, he is relentless. Oh no, I'm not here to exalt him. I'm not here, but I'm giving you, I'm laying a foundation. So we can learn how to not be deceived by the enemy, no matter what form he shows up in. Because we're in those days when even the very elect will be deceived if we're not careful. So as C.S. Lewis says it like this, there is no neutral ground in the universe. Every square inch, every split second is claimed by God. But then there's a counterclaim by Satan. So although God owns it, Satan claims it. So although we are owned by God, Satan still claims us. And he's determined to get us to change teeth. He wants you to go back to the place that God called you out of. Now, because I said earlier that that he convinces the world that he does not exist. So what he does is there's a strategy. He's not, he's very strategic. So he is a deceiver who attacks our minds with lies. And so when he attacks our minds with lies, if we're not careful, we'll buy into the lie that he's telling us. Like you can't do it. And the next thing you know, you're not doing it. That he tells you that you're not enough. And the next thing you know, you're telling yourself that you're not enough. 
that that's not God who spoke to you and told you to do that. And now you're no longer in agreement with what God said because you bought the lie of the enemy. So he attacks us with his lies. And then he is the accuser who attacks our heart with accusations. That's why we have to guard our heart because he is the accuser of the brethren. He brings in confusion and strife and discord with accusations against about ourselves or even about other people. He is an accuser. God didn't call them to do that. They're just out there doing something on their own. Accuser. Why? Because he does not want you to see succeed. And see, what happens is the reason why he's able to do what he does is because we're looking for somebody dressed in a red suit with a long tail. When in actuality, he's using demons in the earth and spirits that he is operating through people. So then you get in a crazy situation and you with somebody and they start lying to you to deceive you. They start accusing you of something that you didn't even do. That's the enemy at work in your life through them. Not a red suit. He's also the destroyer who attacks your will with pride. Those who fall have always fell into pride. So he attacks our heart and makes us think we're something that we're not. And we become prideful. And then we cannot be corrected. We cannot receive adjustment. Because we have allowed ourselves to start walking in pride. And we're not open to hear anything that goes against this little world that we created. And all the enemy doing, he's just sitting back laughing. Because then he has us right where he wants us to be. So he is the deceiver. John 8 and 44 lets us know that he is a deceiver. It says that you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning. From the beginning, he he didn't become a murderer. From the beginning, he was and is a murderer. And does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. How can he tell you truth? It's impossible. So that's why when he plants people into our lives or put us in circumstances, a situation, or in our own mind, that's why they can't tell you they're beautiful, that you're beautiful, because there's no truth in them. It's impossible. That's, that's why they can't tell you you can make it because that's the truth you can. So they'll start trying to talk you out and tell you you're doing too much. You're doing too much. 
So they tell you the opposite of what the truth really is concerning you. Oh, I came to help somebody. And it said, whenever he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar. And he is the father of lies. His native language is lying. It's not English, it's lying. That's all he knows because that's who he is. He attacks the minds with lies. Because that's who he is. See, the deceiver, he loves to question God's word. So, when he approached Eve... He did, he did what he does. He lied. So he could have came at her from a whole lot of angles. He could have told her that Adam doesn't love you anymore. And I saw him down the street on the corner with Sister Susie. He could have came at her a whole lot of ways. But instead, he attacked God's word. What is the word that has been declared over your life that he's attacking? In Genesis 3 and 1. Genesis 3 and 1. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this word. Feed us. So now the serpent in the first verse said three and one. Now the serpent was cunning, was more cunning than any animal of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, has God really said? Has God really said that he caused you to be an evangelist in this hour? Has God really said that? Has God really said that he's called you to birth this business in the pandemic? Is that really what God said? Has God really said that you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? He didn't deny that God said it. He questioned it. See, even he knows. That he can't deny what God said, but he can get us to question. See, God is a God that changes not. He is not man. He cannot lie. If he has spoken it, it shall surely come to pass. But what the enemy wants to do is he wants us to question. 
question what God said. Did God really say that? You notice he didn't say God didn't say. He wanted to get her in a place where she questioned God. How many of y'all are in a place right now that God gave you a word and you're questioning it? Because you've been listening to the voice of the enemy. Instead of standing on what it is that God said. That when the enemy came to challenge what God said, we gave more weight to the question than we did the promise. See, the promise won't change, but our questioning it will cause us not to receive it. Not to take it on and to become the promise. So he don't care if you don't deny it as long as he can get you to question it. Because he's still getting the same results. So here she go falling for the deceiver. And she begins to question God. In verse 2, the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the tree, fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God said you should not eat from it or touch it or you shall surely die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall, you certainly will not die. For God knows. On the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. How many of us have reasoned and questioned God to the point that we changed everything that he said to justify how we feel and what we heard that was contrary to what God said? Even when he gave the prophecy, he said, don't go there anymore. That was the only instruction that he gave. And here come your friend. One more time. Won't hurt anything. I mean, he didn't really say never. He, he, he didn't say ever, ever, ever. Like, he didn't say you couldn't go just one more time. And because something on the inside of you, see, see, there has to be something on the inside of us for him to grab a hold of. Mm. That's why we're breaking cycles today. So when he comes back the next time, he don't find anything to hook into. That we don't just get delivered, we stay delivered. We maintain our deliverance. Because he's forever seeking. He makes his rounds. Because remember, he got a counterclaim. So he makes his rounds. Coming back seeking whom he can devour. Who he, he can take advantage of. Who he can manipulate. Who he can deceive out of the promise. Who he can deceive and saying it doesn't take all of that. So you sit on God. When you know the Holy Spirit is telling you to stand, you're deceived. Because the only 
only person you're hurting is yourself. But that's how he don't like you. <laughs> He's sitting up laughing and said, Oh, I got him. I got her. After all they've been through, they still didn't learn anything. He's not your friend. He don't like you. He likes you bound. He likes you taking those toxic phone calls and rejecting the ones that's going to hold you accountable. He likes that. He likes you in the inbox of the deceiver, but not in the house of the deliverer. So Eve falls. See, the moment that Satan started questioning God's word to her, he started questioning God's goodness. When we start questioning God's goodness, it's easier to disobey him. So we kind of lay in the framework to do opposite of what he said and we want to justify it because God knows that if I do this then I'm going to be like him so that's the reason why Um, the reason why my best friend is giving me wisdom and wise counsel is because she loves me and she does not want me to be deceived but 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 then the lie of the enemy comes and tells you that she's jealous and she knows that if this happens for you it's going to put you in the same income bracket as her and so actually the reason why the enemy is able to do that is because somewhere there's something in you That agrees with that lie. So then we find ourselves questioning our friend. Who has absolutely nothing to do with this conversation we've been having over here with our adversary. Because in actuality she just came out of her prayer closet. And she had a word from the Lord. But because of your posture. You're not in a place to receive it. Because in actuality, you're looking for an excuse to do what you really want to do anyway. Oh, I'm preaching up in here. So you'll go out and eat dinner with the deceiver. But you won't break bread. With the truth. Mm, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm just talking about the deceiver, how he works. I said he was strategic. Trying to help you to understand he's not wearing a red suit with a long tail. So we can recognize him when he shows up, even if it's in our own mind. Some of our battle is in our own mind. Some of the stuff that we're thinking is not even true. 
They're not thinking about you. That's a deceiver. He has you deceived. God wants to break the cycle. We're going to be here for a place. Because, for a while, because. And this ebook will be ready next week. But the Lord talked to me. It's been years he's been talking to me about predator proof. For those of you that had the, the privilege, I'm going to say it like that, of hearing what God said. He said he needs us to be predator proof. Because that is a predator who is preying on the weak. If you don't have a prayer life, get one. So we're going to spend some time because God took me in a place in him, evangelist, and he showed me something. One thing I love about my father, he doesn't wait until it happens and then starts getting us ready. If we listen to him, he starts preparing us ahead of the storm. So then we're not caught in the storm. So when the storm shows up, we're prepared. I'm almost finished. So the serpent said to the woman, you will not certainly die. Gotta understand. I, I never understood why the enemy would want to make us believe that God would understand something that He didn't say. Try to get us to believe that God is going to change who He is because we want to do what we want to do and then justify it. That is deception on steroids. As if God is blind and he can't see and that he can't hear. That he's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not and I'm not present. Like he just locked in a cage somewhere. Like people just go and put him in the closet and take him out when they need him. No, he everywhere all the time. He didn't change. So how do we protect ourselves against the deceiver? Well, let's understand that we have some defensive armor, the helmet, the breastplate, the shield, and the belt to protect us. Okay? But then God also gave us an offensive weapon to use that we can use against enemy see the defensive armor is there to protect the arrows and the things that's coming at us
but the sword of the Spirit is there for us to use it against the enemy. The Word of God. We have to use it. I love how God has taken me back to the place where I used to print out things, my messages. And I said, God, why? He said, because I don't want technology to cause you to not say what I told you to say. Mm -hmm. Tablet locked up. Now you can't minister the word because you forgot your password or your updating. See, that's how he prepares us, Tiffany. He said, don't allow yourself to continue to be frustrated with technology. Go back to printing it out. And have a backup. I just love him. I just love him. I just love communicating with him. So we thank God for the, for the sword of the spirit. Now the Bible, in, in regards to when it talks to us about spiritual warfare... It's not about us being nice and being good. See, we, 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 we got to understand that this is a battle. Soldiers don't go into war and say, I'm going to get you. You better not cross this line. I'm going to cut you. You better not come over here, my partner. They're going to get you. We got weapons over here. You go to battle to do battle. I don't have to say a word. Do you see this sword? So when the deceiver comes, take out the sword. Break the cycle. Use the word of God. What is it that the, what area is the enemy targeting in your life? Find some scriptures and use the word of God as an offensive weapon. Stop trying to fight the enemy in your thoughts and trying to project stuff. Affirmations don't work all the time. Sometimes you got to take out the sword. I hear God saying, know which weapon to use. I used to hear my granddaddy say, you don't take a knife to a gunfight. Father, we thank you for the sword of the spirit. Father, we thank you that, that in Hebrews 4 and 12, you said it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Father, it is your word that turned rocks into bread. Father, we hide your word in our hearts so that we might sin and not sin against you. That's why we got to hide it in our hearts before it can come out of our mouth. We got to hide it in our hearts. Find the word 
that's applicable to your situation. Print it out and put it on the wall. Put it in your phone and go back to what the Word said. Not what your friend said. Not what the deceiver said. Not what your enemy said. Not what they said to you when you were a child. That you never be anything. Not those things. But what if the word of God say about me? I'm going to say on his word. I don't care what you say. What does God's word say? You're not the final authority over my life. Your past is not the final authority over your life. The Word of God is. And He said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I am free because God set me free. I don't care what you Google. I don't care what you find online. That's not who I used to be. You're operating in the then. I am in the now of my life. Come on, God, just help somebody. Somebody needed to hear that. What does the word say? When I'm discouraged, I put my hope in God. Because that's what the word tells me that I should do. When the enemy launches his attack, I go to the word that declares that no weapon that's formed against me for prosper. As for me and my house. No matter what comes, we're going to serve the Lord. Because at the end of the day, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. We will serve the Lord. As for this house, I may see the weapon, but I know in God's word said it may form, but it won't prosper. So sickness may show up in my life, but it won't prosper. Discouragement may show up in my life, but it won't prosper. My past may show up in my life, but it won't prosper. Because somebody learned to take the bricks that were thrown at them. And use them as stepping stones. Hmm? Gonna take the word and use it against the spirit of deception when the enemy. The diagnosis is not good. I believe with my whole heart that all things are possible with God. And by the stripes of Jesus, I am here. My family is here. My children are here. My family is here. My parents are here. Because that's what the Word says. I hear the Lord saying it's time for you all to get to take up a, an offensive posture. You've been on a defense for too long. You've been sitting up taking it because you had the armor on. Ooh, God. And so you were trusting in the fact that you had on the defensive armor. So when the blows came, they couldn't knock you out. But God said, now I need you on the offense. 
because now I'm taking you in the opposite direction. So you're going to need to use the sword of the Spirit. Hmm. It's time to get on the offensive. It's time to cut up some stuff. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. Cut. Some of y'all been staying at some spirits. Staying at some situation. Staying at some circumstances, evangelists. Your breastplate ain't been working because it ain't coming at you. It's standing there looking at you. But I dare you to take the sword of the Spirit and declare the Word of God over that situation. Not the Word of the doctors, but the Word of the Lord. But the Word of the Lord, the sword of the Spirit. Is your weapon a choice in this season? Mm. Take the sword of the Spirit and do war. Take the sword of the Spirit and do war. Take the sword of the Spirit and do war. Take the sword of the Spirit and do war on your enemy. Come on, right there. Somebody, that, somebody getting that. Somebody getting that. You've been asking for the last couple of months what you needed to do. Huh. You thought that because it would hit you and you wouldn't fall back and it wouldn't take you out. That that's all you needed to do. No, God said today, I'm calling you to be offensive. Use the word of the Lord. That's how you're going to defeat the deceiver. God said, it's not my will for you to be deceived. It's not the will of the Father for you to be deceived. Some of y'all know the word and you still don't use it. You talk about your problems more than you do about God's word. And God said, you a living Bible. You a walking Bible. But when trouble shows up, you retreat to the place of discouragement. You retreat to your telephone calling. The person that's not going to encourage you to play, but girl, it's going to be all right. Man, I understand. Talking to people that's not saying anything. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. No life. Your assignment. As we begin this predator proof series. Because God, I don't, I don't want to keep going through the same thing I've been through. 
Because the enemy does not create anything new. He uses the same spirit, just a same method, just a different person or circumstance or situation. Now I'm talking to us in our personal lives. I'm talking to Thrive Zone and I'm talking to your business. It's time to use the sword of the spirit in your life. Thrive Zone, we got to use the sword of the spirit in this house so we can be predator proof. And your business, you need to declare what the Lord says in his word concerning your business. He's the deceiver. But God said, it's not my desire for you to be deceived. Father, we thank you for this moment. Father, we thank you for this word. Father, we need you to help us to not be deceived. Help us to break the cycle of deception. Help us to stop allowing people to befriend us with hidden agendas and motives. Help us to stop going into toxic relationships looking for you when you're not there. Help us to not be deceived by false promises. Help us to be able to see when the actions don't line up with the words. Help us, Father. Help us to see when our thoughts are taking us opposite of the way that you called us to go. Help us, Father. Now, if that word was for you today, I'm going to hold off for just a minute because I want, I want to do this. I want to give you an opportunity to sow because I'm going to end this. Because I want to pray. If you're online and you're watching and you have a prayer request, you can send your prayer request to prayer at thrivezone.life. You can inbox it. You can go to our app. You can send a prayer request because we're about to pray. You can post it in the comments. We're going to check for those prayer requests. But if you want to sow on today into the thrive zone you you want to give you want to sow your seed you want to give your tithes you want to pay your tithes have whatever choice words your choice of words this is the opportunity in the service where you can do so <clears throat> the ways that you can sow are on the screen the ways that you can give if you need to give cash then we have the sewing station in the back that you can complete an envelope We thank God as you're sowing your seed. We just thank God. We thank God for, uh, I believe Pastor Cynthia is going to be giving, reading the, the given decree. 
to give and decree as you're sowing your seeds. Pastor Cynthia, if you could just grab a mic and come and read the, the give and decree. We want to decree over our seeds on today. We want to decree over our seeds on today. Be obedient in your giving. Don't let, it, let the enemy to deceive you. To make you think that you don't need to sow. You do need to sow. God gives seeds to the sower. So sow. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Pastor Cynthia. Praise God. Amen. This is an opportunity for all to to give. Amen. Amen. I'm going to do the giving decree. Because I obey God in my giving, I believe God loves to see me prosper. Acts everyone to stand and we're going to say it together. We're going to decree it. Amen. Let's start from the beginning. I apologize. Because I obey God in my giving, I believe God loves me, see me prosper. I choose to sow cheerfully, generously, and bountifully, knowing I will reap bountifully. I have in abundance every favor and earthly blessing. All my needs are met, and I abound in every good work. I am believing God for good jobs, better jobs, advances, raises, and bonuses, sales, Commissions, God ideas, strategies, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessings increase, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. And you can relate, and you feel like you have been called to serve um, with us. I want you to pray this prayer with me. I want you to say, Lord, I believe that you are my Savior. Jesus, you died for my sins. I want you to say with me, Lord, forgive me for all the sins that I've committed knowingly and those that I have committed unknowingly. I repent today, Lord. Lord, change me, O oh Father God. Give me a strategy to change my heart. I want to be more like you. Help me, O Father God, to be more like you and to do your will. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you say this prayer with me, I I believe that God will change you. He will help you to do what his will is for your life. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Evangelist. Thank you, Pastor Cynthia. And thank you for those who join us in worship today at the Stoneman at the campus and join us virtually. We pray that God will continue to bless you as you go into your week. And we pray that you can join us on next Sunday. God bless you. So let's keep that right there. We're ending the stream. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus.